If you would open your Bibles with me to the to the book of Peter. We'll begin reading the chapter number five, verse number eight. First Peter, chapter number five, verse number eight. Scripture says this be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. And I'm going to jump on to another scripture real quick. If you can follow along, you're, you're more than welcome. But I'm going to jump to John chapter 10, verse number 10. And it says this, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. You may be seated this morning, church. This message has been tearing at my heart for a few weeks now. I was actually working on a project for another pastor for a multimedia project that they were wanting done. And I kept listening to their sermon over and over. And uh, Pastor Nichols was preaching. And he was preaching about being intentional in their walk with God, being intentional in how they witness, being intentional in how they sing and how they pray in every aspect of their life, that from that day forward, their church, the breath of life, was going to be intentional in everything they did. And I was working on this project day in and day out. There were several days I was working on this thing. And I kept hearing his message over and over because I was working on the project. And I kept hearing it. And I kept hearing it. And then these scriptures came out to me, which seemed a little odd. I'm sitting here talking. I'm sitting here listening to a preacher talk about a church who's going to intentionally preach the gospel, who's going to go out and reach everybody they can with intent, with a strong desire, planned ahead. And these scriptures kept coming over and over. And it's talking about be sober, be vigilant, because our adversary. The devil, the devil is trying to find anybody that he may devour. Church, the devil's looking for anybody. He's no respecter of persons. He don't care about your race, your gender, your age. He don't care what language you speak. All he cares about is that you're living and breathing. He's going to do everything he can to get you on his side. He's going to do everything he can to get at you and to claw at you and to change your way, to bring you down to his level. The devil is persistent. If you want, if you want to title this this morning, I'll, I'll title this The Persistence of the Devil. You see, we just read these very well-known verses. They're nothing new. We've all heard these many, many times. But Satan, if you read these, Satan is on a mission. Satan has his own purpose. What's the Bible talk about? We all have a purpose, right? We were all put here for one purpose, right? Even Satan himself has put himself into a purpose. He is steadfast. He is devout in his purpose. 
Satan wants us to fail in our mission, just as bad as we want him to fail in his. But see, there's a problem, though. Too many people that are on the side of the Christians, we're not as persistent as the devil. I began reading this over and over, and I, th th this was messing with me, and I, I, I could not get away from this forever. It seemed like the weirdest message in the world to talk about. But there is one characteristic that we need to have in common with Satan. There is one characteristic about that man. That is his persistence. Because the Bible tells us to be, to be we, need, we need to be wary of the devil because he is roaring around looking for whom? Not who he can or who he will, but who he may. It ain't set in stone. He don't even know if he's going to get you. But by goodness, he's going to try as hard as he can to get everything away from you because he is persistent. He's going to do everything he can in his power to pull away at you. He's going to put every doubt in your ear. He's going to put every person in front of you that's going to pull you away from God's word because Satan is persistent. Too many people want to know why we struggle with our faith. How many times have you knelt down and prayed today compared to how many times you looked at your phone? How many Instagram posts have you put out today in comparison to how many scriptures you've read? You want to have a consistent blessing from God? You need to have a consistent lifestyle for God. You want to overcome the devil consistently? You need to consistently look to his word. You need to consistently seek and find the guidance of your, of your elders. See, he, he puts everything he can in front of you. He puts everything he can to make you doubt God. In John 20, the disciples were shouting that they had seen Jesus raised from the grave. But old Thomas, we all know him as Doubting Thomas, was kept from believing. He kept from believing in the miracle of salvation at that moment. Because, see, Jesus had to appear before Thomas for him to do it. I'm paraphrasing, but basically Jesus came to him and basically said, stop doubting and believe. You want to see the hands? There's the hands. You want to see the hole in my side? Put your hand in my side. The devil will put that doubt in our hearts. He'll put that in our minds. God, I believe that you're going to get me out of this situation. And then you're going to go to sleep and wake up the next morning going, you know what? I don't know if he's going to do it for me. I'm not sure I believe I'm going to get out of this. God, you said you were going to take care of me. Why do I not feel happy right now? We allow that doubt to creep in. But see, when the devil tempts you, you doubt God. See, you can't let your circumstances determine your God. You need to let your God determine your circumstances. What does that mean? In other words, I can't let how I feel determine how I'm going to worship my God. You want to know how, how generations past were seeing the healings and the revivals? You want to know how Azusa came to be? Because they, they didn't stop seeking until they found what they were looking for. You want to have revival in your own heart? You want to have revival in your own family? Pray when you don't feel like it. Read God's word when it's easier to turn the TV on. Start talking to your kids about the Bible when they don't want to listen. 
We need to live in a life that is consistent with God's word. We need to live a life that is consistent with God's grace. Live a life that is consistent with God in every way. I can't let my circumstances determine my God. Because we all know that nothing in this world can hinder our God. There's only one thing, and that is us. There is only one thing that can prevent God from moving in our hearts. Only one thing that can prevent God from giving us what we're asking for and what we're looking for and get overcoming the situations. And that is our own flesh and blood. You want to be more persistent than the devil? You got to look doubt in the face. Say, even if I don't see the evidence, even if I don't see the proof, even if I don't see what's going to happen tomorrow, I choose this day, me and my family, me and my house, me and myself, we're going to believe. And then he tries to give you some fear, some doubt, some, some scared moments in your life. But see, we, we often wonder, you know, and I actually had this conversation with my wife a while back. I was telling her how strong and how brave she was. Because I'm a good husband. <laughs> Most of the time. But we were. I was telling her how brave she was for going through these things. Because some of this stuff was real scary. And she looked at me and said, I'm not brave. And, of course, I replied, how so? First thing that came out of her mouth was that I'm afraid. Church, fear is not the absence of faith. Just because you're afraid doesn't mean that you can't have faith in God's blessings. Fear is simply misplacing our faith. Fear is simply saying that, God, I'm not sure. I'm a little scared. I'm going to put my faith in the things that I do know, the things that I do trust. Fear is not the lack of. It's putting it in the wrong place because we have to go beyond that. Psalms 34 and 4 says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me. You want to guess what the last part is? From all, not just some, not just a couple, but he delivered me from all my fears. Church, it doesn't matter what's going on in our lives. There's only one who can get rid of those fears. There's only one who can overcome my feeling of being incompetent in my faith. The only one that can get me past that moment is my God. Church, you want to be more persistent than the devil? we got to be willing to look our fears in the face and say, I believe. We need to be willing to look at our insecurities and say, God, you make up the difference. I might not be able to reach that moment right there, God, but you can get me to that point. You can get me beyond where I am today. I don't feel worthy because of my past. I don't feel worthy because of what I've done before. But my God can stand in the gap. For me, we can't allow it. 
But all too often we look the wrong direction. Matthew 7, 15, beware of false prophets. What's came to you in sheep's clothing? But inwardly they were raving, ravening wolves. That don't, that's no different today. We want to watch, I'm just going to say, we want to watch these televangelists on TV. Some of these guys, that they, all they preach about is love, 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 love. Don't you just love, love? Give God a dollar, he'll give you a hundred. Might happen. Doesn't happen, hasn't happened to me yet, not in that way. But you hear these things over and over. God just loves you the way you are. Yes, he loves you the way you are. God says come as you are, but he doesn't say stay as you are. To have revival means to have a change, to be reborn, to, to, to be brought back to a new life. Church, we want to go beyond where we are. We want to be able to fill this building, fill that building, reach the community. We have to be willing to look at these things and say that we are going to change. Pastor Horn has already said to myself and a number of us that things are going to be different this year. We got a lot of new programs, a lot of new things set in place. We got a lot of new building going up right over there. We got a lot of new different things going to be happening this year. But we're not going to get any farther than we have in the past unless we're going to be more consistent than the devil. <laughs> you want to know how the devil wins so many? It's because he's consistent. We're losing the battle. Bible says we win the war. I've read the back. That song says I've read the back of the book and we win. We all know we won. Guess who's also read the back of the book? Yeah. And guess what? He's still fighting. He knows without a shadow of a doubt. He has no trace of any inkling of hope. He knows that he is not going to win. He, there is no doubt in his mind that he is going to lose, and yet he is still more consistent at reaching everybody. He is still more willing to go to the places that we're not going to go to. He is still more willing to reach everybody he can, and he's not even going to win. It's not even going to make a difference. That old saying, misery loves company. But we claim to have the gospel, the good news. We claim to say that we know that we're going to live forever in the kingdom of heaven. We are Christians. We are like Christ. We are living by the way of the apostolic teachings. We are living a Christian lifestyle. And yet, we fail at the most crucial part. You want to know why all these non-denominational churches are growing? We went to a, this Tim Hawkins comedy event over, uh, over in Houston. It was at Second Baptist Church, one of five campuses, mind you. And this thing was bigger <laughs> than the Astrodome almost, or so it felt. Massive building. Every Sunday morning, they pack that building out. That building is full of souls who are seeking guidance, 
who are looking to that man that they call pastor, to that man who is their spiritual guide. They are looking to find their way in this dark, dark world. And more often than not, we're hearing what we want to hear. Church, it's sad that the apostolic, I said apple, apostolic church is one of the smaller movements in this world. We claim to be closer to truth. We claim to be as close as we possibly can to the teachings of old. But we fail at one crucial point. It didn't used to always be that way, by the way. I, I, I want to bring that out. That didn't used to always be the case. The problem is we've allowed ourselves to be chipped away a little bit here, chipped away a little bit there. We don't want to offend them. We, we don't want to hurt their feelings. We don't want to say that. We're just going to let that go. And before you know, we go by the wayside. Church, people want to hear the truth. People are looking for a guidance. People are looking for a light in this dark, dark world. Why, oh why, is it the hardest to get the people who claim to know the whole truth and nothing but the truth to get out and preach the gospel? And then we got a guy who knows he ain't going to be doing nothing but bad, who knows he ain't going to be winning, and he is reaching every single soul he comes in contact with because he is looking for anybody that he may devour. He ain't going for the easy wins. He ain't going for the ones that are guaranteed to be on his side. He's going for anybody. He's going for the pastors. He's going for the pastor's wives. He's going for the saints. He's going for the elders. He's going for the new converts. He's going for anybody and everybody. He's even going for the lost because he wants to guarantee it. Church, we got, I'm just going to, we got to be like the devil. Only in persistence. I, let, me, let, me, uh, let me put a little, little caveat in that statement there. We've got to be like that. I got to be so excited when I see somebody. I get the opportunity. You know what? They may go nowhere. They may not come to church next Sunday. They may not see me tomorrow. But by God, I'm going to take every opportunity I have. By God, I'm going to give it the best shot that I've got because I'm going to be roaming around looking for anybody that I can get on my side. I'm going to be looking for anybody that I can reach with the gospel. I'm going to show them the good news because I will not be defeated. I will not be defeated. Church, two can play at that game. He hits hard. My God hits harder. It ain't how hard you get hit, because guess what? Life's going to hit you. Life's going to knock you down. Life will always knock you down at some point in your life. I don't care how close your walk with God is. I don't care how amazing and anointed you are. There will be a point in your life that you will get knocked over. It, guaranteed. One of my favorite men in the Old Testament, Elijah. He got knocked on his butt. His hind end, I'm sorry. But he learned his lesson. Thank you, brother. We have 
to be willing to understand that we're going to take some licks, that we're going to get a few bruises. We're going to have a little bit of a limp in our walk. You know, and after Jacob got his touch and he became Israel, he not only got a new name, but he got a new walk. The Bible says from that point forward, he always limped. And once again, I know this is nothing new, but church, there's something about that. He was running from a problem, running from a situation that he was trying to get away from. He was running for his life. But he gets touched, and he is limping away with the message, running for his life, limping with a message. Church, from that day forward, when Israel got to walking, there was no doubt. You could see that man from a mile off, and you knew that that was him. He didn't walk like he used to before. He had a little bit of limp. There was no doubt in your mind that was Israel coming over that hill. That was Israel walking towards me. I could see him from a mile away. He didn't walk the same. He didn't act the same. He didn't talk the same. Because he received the touch. Oh, that Heritage Pentecostal Church, the collective Heritage Pentecostal Church. Oh, that we would all walk in town or go walk in the mall or the park or whatever community event we're at, and then we're walking down there, and people who know nothing about us would look at us and just be like, they know something that I don't. They know something that I don't. I'm missing something in my life. Oh, but I need to go talk to Brother Cobb. I need to go find out what he, what's going on in his life that makes him smile when he has no reason to be smiling, that makes him sing God's praises when he don't feel like singing God's praises, that makes him come to church on Sunday morning when he might be hurting in every part of his body. That what makes him different? Mm. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 10 says, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. <laughs> I got trouble all around me, but it ain't going to shake me up. I got bills due tomorrow, but by God, I'm going to jump and give God glory regardless. I don't know what the doctor's going to say to me tonight, but by God, God, you have the glory of my life. You are the glorious one. You are the one worthy of my praise. It says, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Mm. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. That the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our body. It doesn't matter what's happening to me today. It doesn't matter what happens to me next week. I will embody the life of Jesus Christ. I want to mold my life after him. 
I want to become like him in every way that I can, in every aspect of my life, in every way, shape, and form of how I think and how I operate and how I speak to other people. I want to embody the life of Jesus Christ. And I'm just going to keep hammering this home. We have to be persistent like the devil. We have to be willing to look at everybody and say, they're mine. I am going to have that one. I call dibs on that soul. Devil, you ain't going to get them. I've already got there. I beat you to the punch. You are not getting them. Because there is one thing that the devil has consistently beaten us at. And that's our consistency. <laughs> it's literally that easy. You want to win a soul? Consistently witness. That easy. You want to reach somebody? Every day, make sure you talk to somebody about God. It's a numbers game, church. Everyone has their own mind. Everyone has their own spirit. Everyone has their own will to make their decision. But by God, your faithfulness to his commandments, your faithfulness to being a disciple of Christ, your faithfulness for walking the walk of an apostolic, Pentecostal believer in Jesus Christ will be rewarded. We have to stay consistent. It's like that thing that we say, and I, I probably overused it out of the, <laughs> the tar out of it. That God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Over and over, I've said that. I know I've said that many, many times. But we, we, can, we can impose some other words to that. I am faithful. All the time. All the time, I am faithful. Do another one. I will witness all the time. All the time, I will witness. I believe all the time. And all the time, I will believe in darkness, in trial, in doubt, in fear. No matter where I'm at in my life, I will believe. Oh, Heritage Pentecostal Church. Revival ain't coming. Revival's here. Hearts are changing. Lives are being molded for God's works. God's doing things every single day that we come together, changing somebody's heart. This last Wednesday night, if you weren't here, you missed it. <coughs> God touched us in a mighty, mighty way. Church, you want, to, you want to learn what it means to praise. You want to learn what it means to be faithful and true to God. And I, I'm, I'm wrapping up, I promise. We got to start searching the word. We got to start searching our hearts. You want to know why you're not happy in the job you're in? Or happy with your status and your family? You're not happy with your walk with God or where you're at in the church? 
When was the last time you sat down and said, God, what's wrong with me? When was the last time we sat down? Because we all have been there. We all have that situation, myself included. When was the last time we ever sat down and said, God, where do I go from here? When was the last time we put ourselves in a situation like that? I have heard so many times and, and, and talked and, and counseled with, with, with families and, and heard them, and it was always, God, I don't know why I'm in this, brother. I don't know why I'm in this, Stephen. I, I don't get it. You know, I believe in God, and I trust God, and, you know, the, all that, the normal stuff you're going to hear, but he just doesn't bless me. I just don't feel happy. And more often than not, you look at him and say, well, what are you doing for the kingdom? You say you believe in God. You say you obey his commandments. When was the last time you talked to somebody about God? When was the last time you got on your knees and prayed for something other than your personal feelings? When was the last time you sought God's guidance in your life and didn't just ask for a handout from God? I have heard so many people come up to this altar and come up here and speak in tongues and, and blubber on forever and ever and walk out that door and not have anything changed in their life. How effective was that? Newsflash, it wasn't. You want to be consistent in your lifestyle? You want to be consistent in every way that you live for God? Start with your prayer life. Start with your walk with God. Start with the way you act. Start with the way you talk. It, it, it's, that, it's literally that simple. The devil's going to lose, and he's going to lose when we're consistent. Yeah, sure, the devil's going to fight you. Yeah, sure, you're going to have moments of trial. Sure, you're going to lose everything that you hold dearly. Sure, you're going to hit health situations and problems that are going to be in your way. But God will stay true to you if you stay true to him. Whenever we feel like we're not going to make it. I look in the mirror sometimes and be like, I, I don't even belong here. I don't belong doing what I'm doing. And God's always telling me, he's like, no, you're not worthy <laughs> to do what you're doing. But I've already fought that fight. I've already kept your faith. I've already stood in the gap for you. It doesn't matter how big that gap is. I already stood in that gap. I already washed over your life with my blood. I have already gone in and taken out the unworthiness and moved you beyond that moment. Yeah, we need to clean house every once in a while still. And by every once in a while, I mean daily. Sure. But we need to be able to look ourselves in the mirror, church. We need to realize who we are. I am the one who is going to stand before God. I am the one who's going to look Satan in the eye and say, Not today. Get thee behind me. Get out of my way, Satan. The Bible says that we can step on him as a serpent. Get off of me. I choose this day that I am going to be victorious in my defeats. 
that I am going to be victorious in my losses. I am going to be victorious in every aspect of my life with God because victory in God is all about your perspective in God. It's all about how you look at it. Church, if we, if, we, if we want to make it, if we don't want to lose out on all this amazing blessings that are going to be given to all of us, if we don't want to be devoured by the roaring lion, we have to give everything to God. I hearken back to John 20. It talks about, when he's talking about that, he says, stop doubting and believe. And once again, I'm paraphrasing, but stop doubting and believe. It is that simple, church. Stop doubting and believe. Church, these altars are open. If anybody in this house has decided today is the day that I am going to go beyond somebody who just warms a pew, that I'm going to be go beyond somebody who is always living by the circumstances in their life, if I'm going to go beyond that person today, I choose this day that I will be a consistent Christian.